You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 17 with Dr. Jason Carthen. You must understand your purpose, okay? Once you understand your purpose, Stephen, there's really nothing that can stand in your way. You're always working towards it. You're working on it. You, you have passion and you have intention that is really cannot be stopped at that point. It can't be stopped. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 17 of the Trailblazers podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Jason Carthen. Now, known as the leadership linebacker, Dr. Carthen is a former professional football player for the New England Patriots and a highly sought after international speaker in the area of leadership, motivation, and identifying your purpose in life. He's delivered his own unique brand of inspiration, passion, and practical ideas to people in over 1,000 audiences worldwide. He's the founder of Speak Life University, which provides business and leadership development programs for anyone interested in increasing their capacity to influence others positively through exceptional leadership. A prolific author, Dr. Jason has written over 150 articles and published three books related to leadership, business, and personal development. His fourth highly anticipated book, Destiny-Focused Leadership, details the key behavioral traits of successful leaders that want to live and leave a legacy for their followers. He's also the author of several best-selling online courses addressing leadership, business, and sales strategy. No matter where he may be speaking or who his audience may be, the foundation of Dr. Jason's message remains the same. You can achieve any goal, you can overcome any obstacle, and you can find solutions to your toughest challenges by suspending your beliefs about what is possible and what is not when it comes to achieving your destiny. In today's episode, we discussed Jason's uh, dreams as a kid, his biggest lessons learned playing under New England Patriots coach Bill Parcells, difficulty letting go of playing football and having to pivot to the next chapter of his life. We talked about mentors that helped guide him through his transitional years after football, what Dr. Jason attributes to his tremendous success today, how family factors into his entrepreneurial endeavors, and what Dr. Jason does to keep pushing forward to new and higher heights. He shares four things that you don't want to miss that we must establish today to lay a firm foundation for success on our life's journey. Like you experienced with Sean Dove last week, we've got another terrific episode where you should definitely keep your favorite note-taking app open or go ahead and grab a pen and a pad because I am sure you're going to want to, you know, get some of this great wisdom down on paper that you can begin to put into action today. Do me a favor and shoot me an email to steven at tbpod.com or send me a tweet at tbpod to let me know, you know, what you're, you're challenged with coming into today and, you know, how Dr. Jason helped inspire you most. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. With me today is Dr. Jason Carthen. Dr. Carthen, welcome to the show, and thank you so very much for being our special guest today. Hey, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Excited. 
So, you know, we like to begin each of our shows by immediately removing this invisible barrier, right, between ourselves and our guest. And I know some folks listening, you know, will see all your amazing accolades and achievements and feel like, hmm, you're this guy who they could probably never become or relate to. So, you know, I want everyone out there to know that despite all your past success, that you're just a regular guy. So could you tell us something that's not polished for media, but is 100% Jason? <laughs> well, one of the first things I want to say is that I am such a regular guy. <laughs> all that other stuff is what it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, I we just kind of shared, man, I, I love my bride and I love my babies and... Uh, uh, you know, just being real. You know, I'd rather kick back and drive around in an RV and just live my <laughs> life <laughs> be a regular guy. So that's something um, very near and dear to me, just spending time with family. I, I saw that you have five kids, right? Yeah, five girls. Yeah. That's awesome. Bless your heart. <laughs> Pray for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you grew up in Ohio, and I read that, you know, you excelled at the highest level in football at Scott High, and then you played at Ohio University, and then went on to a career in the NFL. Yes, yes. Now, with one exception, I actually was born and raised in Alabama, and then uh, went to Toledo, Ohio. Wow. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So wh- what was your dream as a kid? Did you know back then what you, you kind of wanted to eventually do beyond sports to where you are today with academia and public speaking and being an author and so much more? Wow, Stephen. Great question. I think for me, I had a very challenging childhood, I guess you'd say. And, you know, I didn't know exactly what my future would hold, but I knew that I didn't want to stay where I was at. <laughs> I mean, that was that was very clear. I, I grew up in abject poverty. And uh, some days I was homeless. There were some days I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. And I knew that I had to be intentional uh, about doing something different. And so I just really cultivated just a, a tremendous drive to do something different and to really be successful. So, you know, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I just knew that I was not going to stay where I was at, Stephen. I, I knew that. <laughs> I did. Right. So I'm going to take you back for a minute. As I'm looking at everything, I painted this picture that you are 23 years old and introduced to leadership, something near and dear to your platform today, right? Yes. But at 23, you're introduced to your first real boss, a legendary two-time Super Bowl winning head coach, Bill Parcell. <laughs> and you're at the same time, you know, in the company of a then rookie quarterback, drafted number one overall, Drew Bledsoe, who goes on to be a four-time Pro Bowler. What were the biggest lessons that you learned in that environment about yourself and being around these these legendary leaders that stuck with you and, and helped to mold you into the leader and person that you've now become today? Sure, sure. Well, I think for me, Stephen, one of the big takeaways is what I did not want to do. Uh, <laughs> my understanding of of leadership was, you know, at the time I figured I would be um, this person that would be relational and you cultivate uh, followers and grow them. And, you know, sometimes you see Bill Parcells and he would look mean and upset. And, you know, it's true. That's that's who he was. <laughs> and there were days I'm like, man, you need a hug, brother. I don't know what's going on with you. But it was a challenge. It was a challenge. And really, it fashioned in me an understanding of one of the passions that I 
have today, and that is being more of a emotionally intelligent servant uh, leader and mm-hmm. someone that would uh, really develop a follower. And, and that's why I said it was not what I saw then. It's really what allowed me to understand I didn't want to lead in a, in a gruff, aggressive way. I wanted to lead in a way that would have long-term benefits uh, for my followers and also just people in general. And so, Drew, I remember many days in practice, and, and Drew can quote me and come on the show too, but at the end of the day, Bill Parcells would get in his face and he'd be going off and doing all these different things, and Drew would just kind of look at him like, man, <laughs> like I'm not sure where all this is coming from, but, you know, and we all suffered the wrath of uh, Bill, and so you would you would really understand that, okay, this is his leadership style. It wasn't until later on, Stephen, that I, I realized that, you know, some of the subtle nuances or intricacies related to leadership deal with the heart, really deal with the person to get them to understand you're trying to lead and love them to a certain outcome. And that's the thing that I've really embraced. That's what my research goes over. That's what my books talk about. And really, at the end of the day, when you're an emotionally intelligent leader, you have really the, the greatest outcomes and productivity. So that's what you want in any business setting. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective to to look at the lessons of leadership by elimination. There you go, brother. <laughs> That's the real deal right there. <laughs> <laughs> so things didn't maybe didn't go as as much as you planned it, right? Injuries happened. You had to make a decision to move on from sports. And as as curious, how difficult was the decision back then, right, to let go of what you'd been doing for so long with playing football and and be able to pivot to the next chapter of your life. Absolutely. And and Stephen, you said it so eloquently. Things didn't go so well. I tore up my knee, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded all good when you said it. Good. It was a, it was a challenge, and it sent me into an emotional and I'd have to say psychological tailspin because I was trying right. to understand how this could happen to me. You know, right. uh, at one time I felt like, hey, my body betrayed me. It had never let me down before, and I had always uh, played football from the time I was nine years old, and that was devastating. So to pivot, as you shared, you know, was a reach. It was a reach for me. I, I had to really uh, do some self-reflection and, and really understand that, you know, football was not my destiny. You know, football was just a snapshot in my life. Right. And, mm. you know, when I did pivot, man, I was all in. I was all in. I took that same drive, that focus, that passion and that discipline to just really go into business and get on that path to help other people, you know, grow and develop and and really reach their goals. And that's that's really becomes my become my life's mission. And uh, it's something that I'm very serious about and really love uh, helping people get to where they want to go. Man, I, I think you need to, to caption that, you know, for football players. I'm serious, coming out of, of the league or athletes in general that you just said football is not was not your destiny, but just a snapshot. That's that's a different way of looking at it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Stephen, I, I think one of the things that I talk about this all the time, but it's it's almost like people don't get it. As human beings, we habitually think about things that may not always matter. We lack depth with some things. And what I mean by that 
we go through checking the box. You know, I tell people don't suffer from check the box syndrome. And clearly, if you check the box and do all the things that you're supposed to do, then you should have an end result that's great and wonderful. But in reality, that's not always the case. And so Uh when I think about how I had bought into, hey, if I play professional football, that's going to be my life and I'll have all the, the trappings that go with it. But my reality is that it was just a snapshot and I had to really begin to think deeply about what my purpose was and really what the end goal is for my life. And that's something that, again, human beings habitually don't think about that. We just kind of roll out of the bed and do what we do every day and just keep it moving. And that's that's really not the best way to live. Right. Were, were there any mentors that you had that were able to help guide you through those years that followed followed your 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 playing years? Sure, sure. Well, one one thing, you know, the day I was injured, Darren Carrington came into the training room, and this brother really believes in God, believes in the Lord, and all the things that really, you know, uh, our Lord represents. And he spoke into my life in a major way, and. It showed me that there's something bigger than me. <laughs> there's something uh, that's more important than what I want. And right. I began to understand that, you know, if I live a life of service, that's really the thing. What matters. Yeah, that's most mm-hmm. really what matters. And since then, I've had business mentors, uh, people that have spoken into my life in just a positive way. And they've helped me to just understand, you know, some of the end goals that are necessary to have a legacy in this lifetime. Wow. So fast forward today, you're you're a successful international speaker. You're an author. You're a blogger. You're a media guy. You're a philanthropist. I mean, you have all these titles, right? And I see that you're passionate about leadership and 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 business and management. What inspired all this this success? <laughs> That followed. Wow, that's a great question. You know, I think one of the things for me, I took that helmet off, Stephen, but, you know, everything was still there. You know, just because I took off the helmet, I took off the shoulder pads. And my reality is that that same discipline, that same drive, that that will to compete, you know, much like you probably have, you know, it's it's still there. And so I just channeled it. You know, I, I like to liken it to uh, a wheel. So you have the center where I'm at and then all the little spokes that come off of that wheel really right. point to different things that I have a passion for and things that really are going to point to a legacy long after I'm gone. You know, I put things in place that will allow people to really benefit from my life after I'm gone. And that's that's the end goal, whether it's scholarships through philanthropy, whether it's programs, mentoring programs, foundation, whatever it may be, you know, or even my trainings and the products that I create, you know, my books, you know, I I want that stuff to live in perpetuity long after I'm gone and will right. realize, wow, who was that guy? And it's like, eh, he was a guy that <laughs> you know, really had a heart for people. And that's that's really why I do what I do and uh, really work tirelessly at it. You know, I, I love what I do. I really do. I love that. I can feel that coming across from you. Many, many business professionals, right, often don't take into account just how much those people around them are part of the success or failure of their endeavors. How how were you able to get your family to buy into your big entrepreneurial dreams? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think that is still something that's in process. And 
<laughs> what I mean by that, I, I think with anything, you know, you have to be very intentional. When I talk to my bride about anything, I use it in a way to really let her know, hey, nothing is going to take precedent over you or over our babies. But if we're going to commit to something, we have to be all in, you know. So it's little conversations like that. And then there are other times when we've unplugged, you know, and we're on vacation and we're just spending time. And, and I just let her know that, hey, at the end of the day, I'd give it all up, you know, for you, because, you know, these are the things that create legacy. But it would be a sad commentary if I lost my wife or my kids in the process. So absolutely. This is all about just being very open. There are some days, Stephen, and you really touched on something. There are some days that, I mean, I work hours. And uh-huh. my babies would be in the back on the trampoline and my wife is watching Lifetime and she's working on something, too. And, and then we'll come back together and it's like, whew, it's been a long day, but it's been worth it because it adds to the legacy. And I think as long as we keep the conversation open like that, there's right. no root of bitterness. There's no potentiality for people to go, well, I'm being neglected or this is not happening. And that's a very mature way to look at it. We're all in this thing together as we move forward that's right that's right my baby girl sometimes comes in here and says daddy you have to you have to talk on the microphone (laughs) and i'm like yeah let daddy stay in here and talk on the microphone and i promise i'll be up right after there you go that's what you gotta do to to come and hang out with you well you know steven this is so funny man i know we may be getting off here but i had to i had to do this early on you know some days i'm in the office and i work from home a home office and Uh you know i had to put locks on my doors because I'm sure you can relate, but some peeping eyes. Yeah, Stephen, they would come to the door and they would just like press their face against it and just look at me like, you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to realize, hey, I have to self-impose some balance here to uh, make sure I can uh, be effective with what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so today, you know, you you teach professionals and entrepreneurs, I can imagine, about, you know, building systems and and setting and tracking goals and and all that. Right. But you're human, too. So what do you actually do to push yourself to 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 new new and higher heights? Right. And keep keep from getting caught in comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. I I think for me, I I, first of all, I leverage technology. uh, And what I mean by that, I mean, what we're doing right now, whether it's creating uh, the newest course, uh, online course that I create or whether or not it's leveraging uh, goal setting tools and materials, leveraging Evernote or uh, my email systems or, you know, people can now text to engage me and engage becoming a part of my mailing list, different things like that. Uh, It's really just leveraging things. But going back to what we talked about at the top of the show, being very intentional with boundaries and knowing that I have some long-term goals and I have some short-term goals. And it's just like I tell my coaching clients, you have to develop the intermediary goals or the short-term goals or else you're not going to get to the big, hairy, audacious goals. That's not, Uh it's not going to happen. And so, I take my own advice and just very intentional with that. And if there was one nugget that I would share with people, make sure you're leveraging technology to really work in a fashion that's very clean and efficient, but also working in a fashion that will allow you to have the greatest return, whether you're uh, monetizing your products or creating products or whatever it may be, sharpening your own sword as you get better. You know, it's just really being intentional with it. 
setting goals and making sure you're working on those intermediary steps and goals to get there. Absolutely. A good point to, to take home there. Um, one of your colleagues, this, this fellow motivational speaker, I believe his name is Les Brown. Uh, yes. <laughs> You you know you once once said somewhere in um in a speech I was listening to that you know we just don't know what we don't know and if only we knew things would be so different right so you know I'd love you to share a couple fundamental lessons could be geared towards leadership business or just life in general but that someone listening you know who's who's having to pivot themselves right or start over what they really need to know right now to begin to lay the right foundation to grow and succeed on their life's journey? Sure. Well, two things immediately. Get in touch with yourself. Uh, And now that may sound, I don't know, coy, whatever, but what I'm trying to say to you very clearly, I'll just remove all the barriers. If you don't know you, then you're not going to be able to pivot to anything. All you're going to do is keep turning in circles. You have to understand who you are become very disciplined with self-reflection, okay? Whether you're a leader or a follower or direct line staff or C-suite executive, you have to do the work to understand what makes Stephen tick, okay? makes Jason tick. If you don't do that, then you're going to fall for that check the box syndrome that I like to talk about. You're just going to go through the motions and think, well, this is what I should do. This is what I heard other entrepreneurs or business owners do when they have to pivot or if they want to go after a goal. When in reality, that may not be your thing. The only way you're going to be able to figure that out is to do the hard work, really self-assess or bring somebody else in to help you assess. I tell my coaching clients that if you don't have someone with a different pair of eyes, then you're going to keep seeing the same stuff and you can't get out of your own mess or get out of Uh your own way. So that's the first thing. Really do the work and engage in some self-reflection and then chart a new course based upon what you find out. Second thing, really live your life with passionate intention. Now, what I mean by that. It's what I talked about earlier. Many of us will roll out of the bed, our feet will hit the floor, and we just kind of go through the motions. When you roll out of bed, you need to know what your purpose is and have a passion to carry it out. You're not going to let your babies get in the way. You're not going to let your bride get in the way. You're going to do all the things you need to do because when you follow your purpose and develop a passion for it, they're going to benefit from that. And everyone that you come into contact with is going to benefit from that. But it's when we're wishy-washy and we just kind of roll out of bed and we let life happen to us that really we miss the mark. And then we wake up later in life, Stephen, and we're bitter. That's the root of bitterness. There's a there's a feeling of, you know what, maybe I'll have an affair because I'm not happy with my life, or maybe my wife doesn't get me, so I'm going to be upset, or maybe she's saying the same thing. He doesn't pay attention to me, or, or your kids are saying, well, daddy's always in there talking on the microphone, so I can do what I want. I'm going to tear up something, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be, when at the end of the day, if you're living your life with passionate intention, you know who you are, and you're walking this thing out, then really it opens the door for so many possibilities, David. Yes. It's it's the sort of thing that 
you know, I just, I can't say that enough that sometimes we're like automatons and we're living life on autopilot. And that really, that's not pleasing to God. If you're a believer, that's not pleasing to God. And for those that are around you, you're sending mixed messages. That's what you're doing at that point. So, you know, those are two things of advice. And I could talk about some personal development tools and different things like that, too. But those are two things that I'd like to share first. You know, get right with yourself and then live your life with passionate attention and then every in intention and everyone will be better served for it in the long Mm, wow thank you so much for sharing those nuggets of wisdom i would just tell anyone listening right now to go ahead and tap that 15 second rewind button about four times and play that back (laughs) (laughs) thank you brother that's some good stuff (laughs) so i'm gonna just switch gears for for a second here if you found out tonight right that you could have dinner with any two people alive or from the history books who would they be one would be president obama And the reason why I say that, I'm sure we may get vilified, but that's okay. I don't know how a sitting president who has been treated the way he's been treated handles (laughs) that type of nonsense. And I would love to be able to grow. It doesn't matter whether I'm a Democrat or Republican or whatever. It's just understanding just the essence of who he is that he can handle the type of conflict and challenges and everything that really have come his way and continue to come his way. Um, The second person, and this may sound cliche, but Jesus, you know, for me, I'm a believer. My faith has played a part in allowing me to even be with you here today, Stephen. And, you know, there are some questions I have for him that I don't want to wait until eternity. (laughs) I kind of want to get some clarity right now. And uh, that's you know, who knows? That's, right. you know, that, that's probably not going to happen all in his time, you know. But, yeah, that's that's what I would say right now. I appreciate that. Appreciate you sharing those. I actually feel like I shared the same two when I was initially asked that question. So, Wow, there you go. Like mine. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dr. J, we're we're nearing the end of today's session, but, you know, we would like to have you share some resources with our listeners to help them sharpen their mind and and look to resources they may maybe never explored before. Right. So if you could, what's one book you've you've read in the past year that has inspired you most? Yeah, well, one by uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Money Master mm-hmm. the Game. That's a that's. Facebook. Now it is very uh, sort of specific in that money money uh, genre, but you know I guess I would say if you want to really glean some things from someone who has really figured out some things that some other people are, have not figured out yet, you know Tony would be a guy to do that. Uh, we need to get Tony on your show. We need to <laughs> have him on. I think that uh, another thing, you know, I I recently and it's not a shameless plug, but I just want to be very intentional about tools. Uh, I wrote the book 52 ways to really tackle leadership for your success. And, you know, Stephen, when I wrote that book, it was a, it was a labor in the sense that I wanted something that would serve as a resource for people that they wouldn't just read and then put it back on the, on the shelf, on the shelf bookcase. You know, my thought was to really have something that they could refer back to. So it has calls to action in it. It has, you know, just some crucible moments where you have to ask yourself whether you're a follower, a leader, a mom, a brother, sister, whatever it may be, a father, where you really 
thinking through some things, true stories in there, whether it's um, doing some training with Fortune 100 companies or whether it's running up the steps to Foxborough Stadium and dealing with Bill Parcells. I mean, it's it's written in a way where everyone has something that they can take away from it. And so uh. those are the sort of things that when we talk about resources and tools that people can use that are not so high minded that no one can get anything from it, you know, that's where I fashion the uh, 52 ways. And, and again, Tony Robbins book is very good too. And there are others uh, as well, but yeah, those are great. Yeah. We'll definitely add those to our list. Great. Um, what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of this month let's see are we talking about work-related stuff or just anything well and this is funny it's not on the radar so you're hearing it here first uh i got together with a very good man who is he's helping me to create a children's book that Uh yeah it really deals with you know everyone calls me the leadership linebacker that's my trademark that's my it's my name i guess you'd say uh and And so I've created a children's book that it's in the works right now that deals with the leadership linebacker as a hero that has these a superhero that has the superpowers of character and integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought about young people. How can I deal with not just the adults and the companies and the high schoolers, but how can I deal with young folks that need to have a better understanding about character and dealing with peer pressure and things? like that and so that's something i'm working on and and uh dave is helping me do that he's a great guy and uh so we're excited that's one thing this month <laughs> i'm so, i'm excited to hear more about that good good well hey i'll be reaching out to you it's gonna be a absolutely so this will be good that's awesome so can a budding trailblazer have too many goals well, I don't think a budding trailblazer can have too many goals. I do think it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show. You need to be very intentional and you need to have balance and healthy boundaries. Now, what I mean by that, you can have five big, hairy, audacious goals, but if you never make it to any one of them, then you create a self-fulfilling prophecy and you deflate uh, your motivation, your excitement and all those things. So some people are built for certain things, Stephen. I mean, some people are built for drama and challenges and struggle, <laughs> you know, and then there are others that they really wither against that sort of thing. So if you find yourself struggling to achieve those five goals, then don't just give up on them, but, you know, whittle it back a little bit. Go back to two and then next month you'll deal with the third one and just be smart about that sort of thing. This is one of the first years where I didn't sit down at the beginning of the year like everyone else and come up with the 10 crazy goals that you want to achieve <laughs> for the year, right? Absolutely. And, I, and I, I literally, I wrote down one goal, get 50 people to talk with me this year on a podcast and have a weekly podcast. And it's interesting. It's the one thing that I just keep staring at every day. And, you know, even before getting on this call, I, like I see the path to where, you know, I'm almost at 24 right now with the interviews that I have out, you know, and I am just like, all right, I'm almost halfway there, you know, and just chopping this tree down. And, you know, I'm excited to, to kind of just see the realization of that goal. There's so many more as an entrepreneur, of course, I still have, you know, this, this syndrome where I love the shiny object, Yes, but <laughs> we all do, brother. That's. 
thing. That's a, and, you know, let me share one nugget with you. And I want to hear the rest of your thoughts. So don't forget it. But I, I think that I learned a long time ago that if you are not if you're not disciplined with things, that shiny penny will become your life. It's almost like if you see the new and greatest thing, then that's what you go after. But if you develop a discipline early on and understand that your your focused efforts will yield more than what the shiny penny will possess, then it's like, uh, you know, that's that's the thing. That's the thing you do, man. Just even t- touching on that too, the acronym for focus mm-hmm. that was was given by John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on, on Fire. Yes. Yep. Follow one course until success. There you go. And I just keep saying, you know what? Just follow that one goal, dude. Don't don't take your eye off. <laughs> That's of it. it, man. That's it. <laughs> you know you saw the way so, he started out. You know, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I've been following John from about month four, month five, and I'm just blown away at, at kind of where, where he's been able to take his platform, right? Well, you can do the same thing. I mean, and that's what, I don't know if you're a believer or not, but. I am. Oh, that's great. Absolutely am. There you go. So it's one of those things. God is providential, you know, and, and Stephen, as long as you understand that, just know that he's going to carry you forward. He's going to give you his timing and you may not like it but it's his timing <laughs> that is so true yeah, and there's a reason for it you know if you if you mess around and, and get off the track and you start doing what steven wants to do oh my goodness then he has to fix the fix that you messed up and there you go and here we go <laughs> so that's right that's absolutely correct so you shared a couple you know resources earlier but could you name an online resource an app software a tool that you use every day that you can't live without sure absolutely Two things Evernote. I absolutely love Evernote. Live and die by it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things when I when I do my um, and hopefully people will be able to sign up and connect with me. But when I do my blog posts, when I do just some of my, I do a daily quote that goes out that's well received by thousands of people, and and those are the things that I use. I I, I log into my Evernote. Uh, I also have the Jason Carthen app, of course, uh, on iTunes and Android, and Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I download that. Yeah, yeah, to download those. But then, um, you know, with the listening audience, when they when they tap into Evernote, they can actually do whatever they're doing and then they can close it out and it goes right to their phone. It goes to their PC or if they're a Mac user, whatever. It just it goes with you wherever you go. So, you know, certain scenarios, I'm doing a lot of traveling. So if I'm getting off a plane, it's updated. It's right there on my phone. If I'm working on my iPad, that's right there. If I open my MacBook, it's right there. So those are all things that, you know, I really leverage. You, know, you have to be efficient with technology. Yeah. And it keeps your goals coming back to what we talked about before. It keeps everything front and center. That's right. right. Yes, yeah, Stephen. I mean, you you get it. And for someone like you, I mean, take for example, when I do my radio show, um, I have my my show notes. I have uh, my artwork. All those different things. So when it's right there, then I can just refer back to it, and it's just much easier to leverage in that way instead of looking for a bunch of word documents and trying to figure out you know where they are and all that. Every note is a great resource for me in that way yes i and depending on not necessarily the free version but if i get on a plane uh-huh 
you'd think I'm crazy because I am typing in Evernote like whole flight. <laughs> so you're a user too, man. I'm- I am a hardcore Evernote junkie. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Evernote right now oh, that's as crazy. I'm talking to you. There you go. There- so everyone listening, if, you, if you're not familiar, you definitely need to get on Evernote. Yes, and can I share one other thing too? Sure. I love these types of uh, shows because it, it provides resources, and that's my heart. But yes. ScreenFlow, if people, you know, I do a lot of online courses. I have some more that are coming out here soon. One of my most recent ones, uh, how to get booked and paid to speak and different things like that. And ScreenFlow allows you to do some wonderful things like right now, you know, able to record my screen, do all these different things, capture the audio, and then you can create a course from that. You can create a tutorial from that. And those are things that really help people, you know, don't keep everything to yourself. Give as much away as possible. And then you have to monetize and productize some things. But as much as you can, do some of those uh, tutorials to help people to grow develop absolutely great resources so you're a philanthropist one of the things we touched on earlier why is volunteering important to you and giving of your time your talents and your treasures wow well that's what i alluded to earlier you know growing up homeless never knowing my father uh very challenging situations you know people spoke into my life that didn't have to people volunteered to help people assisted me when really they didn't have to. I remember standing in lines to get food and, and things like that. And those same people were salt of the earth people and they were helping out. And And I figured this is the least that I can do, you know, creating a foundation and mentoring young people, providing camps and scholarships and all that stuff. You know, if I can do it, Stephen, then that's the stuff that I want to be able to do. And I really uh, believe in civic engagement. I really believe in making sure that social justice takes place. And that's not some militant way of looking at it. It's more of a way of saying, you know what, there are some disparities. How can we deal with some of these disparities and and do it in a very intentional way that will help people to advance and grow and develop as people? Because it's what we talked about earlier with family and balance. If you do the right thing, then everyone's going to benefit from it. And if we all took that stance, then we would change society. It would create at the end of the day. Mm. So we're right at the last question here. I just wanted to invite you really to take a couple of minutes and you've done a great job of this so far, but it, I really just wanted to, to lend a platform to you to leave us a, an inspiring message that can help us elevate our game today and gain some courage to, to blaze a new trail. Sure, sure. Well, I, I think if I Given the opportunity, you know, I would love to share with your listening audience to make sure you're doing four things in this lifetime. You know, we talked about a lot today, but really the four foundations of success that I have really come to rely upon. And for those that are listening to me right now, you must understand your purpose. Okay. Once you understand your purpose, Stephen, there's really nothing that can stand in your way. You're always working towards it. You're working on it. You you have passion and you have intention that is really cannot be stopped at that point. It can't be stopped. The second component is that passion piece that I keep talking about. When you are released to operate in your purpose, then you can live with passionate intention. Nothing is going to put out that fire that is burning. You know, when you have that purpose, you have that passion, then segue. Now it's time to be 
persistent because you're going to have dream assassins that are lying in wait. They're trying to figure out why is Steven doing this? And I want to knock him off his game because I wasn't able to do this thing. So I want to let you know that you're going to have to be persistent because people are going to try and derail you. You're going to engage in some negative self-talk. You're going to even potentially derail yourself. So just be persistent and know that's very important. The last point that I just want to share partnership. It's guys like you that invite me on the show that bless me. And it really shows and demonstrates partnership to share a message with your listeners to really let them understand that there is another way to do things. And if you stay connected with Steven, you'll see that way to do things. You'll be able to maximize who you are, maximize your influence and really live a life that you are called to live at the end of the day. So those would be the four things that I would share just by having a moment to be able to share it. Wow. Folks, the real Dr. J right here. (laughs) Thank you, brother. (laughs) Man, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate you taking the time first off to share your story with us and for being so open. You have so much wisdom and knowledge that you've poured out and blessed us with today. And I know, you know, we we just barely scratched the surface of your knowledge base. And I'm hoping that at some point in the future, we'll be able to have you back on the show to continue to tap into some of your wisdom. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Your your knowledge is just is amazing to me how much I've gained from this 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 last half hour here. Before we let you go, please tell us, you know, how we can stay connected to you. And we'll finish up for today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. And I just before we transition, I just want to let you know, man, I I really appreciate you offering this to me. And uh, it's always about expanding influence. So I don't take that. Absolutely. Hey, if people want to get connected with me, I'd love to be able to engage them. That's my heart. They can either go to uh, jasoncarthen.com. You can connect with me there. You can also follow me on Facebook at Jason Carthen Enterprises. I have the Jason Carthen app on iTunes and and also Android. And then a new thing, uh, what's well, not really new, but I'm on Instagram, uh, Dr. Jason Carthen, Snapchat at uh, Dr. Jason 99. And then the last thing, this is a little bit more intimate, but hey, this is about where we're going in this lifetime. If you want to stay connected and receive a daily quote from me, you can text I speak life. Okay. Just I speak life to three, eight, four, seven, zero, and then you'll be automatically connected. You'll receive my daily quotes of motivation and encouragement. And I'd love to be able to provide that for you free of charge. Doing that right now. (laughs) All right, brother. That's good stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. No problem. Make sure you go and get the book, 52 Ways to Tackle Leadership for Your Success. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'm going to be posting all the links to Dr. Jason's book recommendations, his resources, his apps, his social channels, and his website on our show notes page at tbpod.com slash episode 17. Guys, thank you for continuing to get the word out week over week with your shares and retweets. This past week with Sean Dove on episode 16, we had so many of you retweeting this episode on Twitter and subscribing to our weekly newsletter and just sharing this amazing story and and these stories over the past several weeks with your friends and colleagues. Please do me a favor, continue that trend, open an email right now and invite someone to listen to an episode you think might impact them most.
most. Someone listening to one of these inspiring stories is going to be moved to make a change that impacts the world for many others in the process. Listen, don't miss next week's episode. We've got a powerful black woman who's doing some amazing things as an entrepreneur. You don't want to miss it. Friends, I just want to encourage you to jump off this podcast right now. Find a way today to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.